word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day, the first one is aplomb. A-P-L-O-M-B, aplomb. Mm-hmm. Poise or assurance is really what it what it is, is aplomb. Mm. Aplomb. So if you got a lot of aplomb, you got a lot of poise and a lot of assurance in yourself. Flynn, you got lots of aplomb? No. No, okay. Good. All right, and our other word of the day, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, we're going to learn some Russian. You ready? What's up? We're going to learn some Russian. Yeah. This is apparently the F Who word. Who was that? That was you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is apparently the F word in no Russian. Way. The F word in Russian is blat. Fuck. No, blat. Blat. B-L-Y-A-T. Blat. 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 That's, that's the F word in Russian. There you go. We taught you something. Blat. Blat. One more time. Blat. Remember. Oh, remember. No Russian. No. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. You know they're dropping a new one. Uh, in like. <laughs> Did you know that there's a my, my buddy from Chico? He was a uh, he had a, he, did, he was flying somewhere over in the a- Asian continent, and he stopped in a uh, Russia somewhere, and he was in a Russian airport. And he just uh, sent and, and he just saw me a snap, and there's <laughs> just people walking by. Just remember, no Russian. <laughs> That was, like, probably the most jacked-up <laughs> mission in the history of, of duty, dude. Like, just 100%. Like, any game. Oh, well, yeah, where it was just, hey, we're going to openly have you just commit. You know, if, they, if, they, if, they, if a game like that dropped in today's climate, people, people, people would probably argue that a game like that is probably what led to the climate, that, that mission, because it's just straight up. That has just become a mass shooter and just mow down everything, everything. So, I'm uh, surprised. That was, a, that was a good reference. So good call there. <laughs> well, how did that game? So aren't you aren't you the U.S. in every? Yeah, but that's you cut to the Russian side of things. Say, right? Oh, I forget why, but yeah, I know that that was one where you bounced back and that's forth. That's weird. Yeah, that was no, that was number two, right? I believe so. Now it looks like they're bringing back uh, soap. Soap McTavish is coming back here in the. Uh, so is that one of the guys? Is yeah, one of the dude with the mustache, I believe. Uh, I'm really. It was a long time you ago. You can't so be if, that, if, that. if you're listening to this on the other side, you're yelling the correct names at me. Just forgive me. All right. It was a long time. I remember ago. the last mission in Modern Warfare was always so badass. Yes. We're in the jeep shooting. Oh yeah. It's fucking sack. Yeah, story modes were hella good in there too. They're equally as fun as the online play. Shout out to Will Hanley. He wanted me to come over so I can beat it for him. <laughs> he couldn't beat it himself. <laughs> uh, congrats, Will. Congrats. All right. So the you hear Flan? You hear me? So uh, you ready for today's show? Yes. All right, uh, I'd say there's nothing left to say, but let's get it on. See me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own, man Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean Seashell, had to get it myself At the house since a young and I've been paying my bills For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas say though Round up motherfuckers, I can wait though Too much money to be making, need it wide Work for myself like all you niggas signing 
Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Bob, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'm making fresh to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my bay. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth and I am joined by my friend and co-host in that order, Brendan Flanagan. Hello, friend Jeff. How's it going, Flan? It's going good. It's going good. All right. Yeah, we're going with the headsets again today because I got lazy and I didn't want to do the full setup. I love the headsets. Yeah, it makes me feel like a coordinator. It makes me just... Run spider, so two much, wide, run spider 2 wide banana. There's so much room in front of me for activities and stuff. Yeah, so much more just free. There. Keep right. above the table. The only thing Make that sure yes, you can please, see the hands. Please <laughs> keep your hands on the table. Yes, that's, I can't stress that enough. So uh, the, the audio levels are going to be fun with this. I'm just going to be like a, you know, whoop, 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 up and down. All right, so we have we have some good stuff to get to. Loaded is we're coming back from a football uh, uh, Sunday here. Uh, what is it, week six? Six. Week six already. Jesus Christ, time flies. But uh, first, we have uh, Alpha, Beta, Zeta. Flan, would you uh, would you indulge us, please? Alpha. I'm going to give the Alpha to uh, the Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals. Okay. Nationals, not Nationals. Well, there's the one time that they forgot to put the O in their jersey about a year and a half ago, and it would, they were the Nationals for a game. Oh, really? Yes. That's, that's why funny. I call, that's why I call them the Nationals. Yeah, they uh, had an Higgion. awesome series, okay. and they uh, basically put Kershaw on his grave. Oh, yes. <laughs> For eliminating the Dodgers, that's why we were thinking the Watton and Nationals. That, uh, yeah, the fact that Kershaw, though, even, like, he even, like, acknowledged that he sucks in the playoffs at the end, after the Man. game. I saw that. I saw this, like, pick stitch of him, like, the past, like, seven or eight times that they've been eliminated from the playoffs, and it's just him sitting in the dugout <laughs> so sad. And just, yeah, it's just, hello, darkness, my old friend. The thing that sucks is they, they've, they've, oh. they've been there, so what, seven straight times, and you can literally go back through every single one, and just, that's when Kershaw blew it. That's when Kershaw blew it. That's when Kershaw blew it. <laughs> Greatest. I feel bad for the guys. He's, 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 he's super a great, nice great regular season pitcher, but boy, when the playoffs come, just do not, don't, don't bring him on the roster. Okay, you, I'm, let him sit on the bench and just and don't How even have. How crazy to talk to would anybody. that be if he just does just kit? Not you're not on the roster, dude. <laughs> just not anymore. I think it's. I think you've given him plenty of, of chances to realize that he can't get it done in the postseason, at various stages. So if he's hot, keep riding him. But the minute he looks like he's about to start getting it, you need to jump off that schneid and then just stay off of him. Hardcore. Yeah. All right, who's your beta? I thought you have the beta. Well, I gave it to you before show, but yes, that would be. I'm gonna call. I want to call PG&E in California, man, because that's the reason we didn't have a show on on Wednesday. The PSPS, the Public Safety Power Shutoff. Uh, we've had two years since the fires, and I don't like to get political on this show very often, but two years to do something, and the answer was because nobody wanted to do anything. Was we were just gonna turn the power off, and that was a huge fucking inconvenience for not only me, but everybody else that was affected. Uh, in the in the power outages, so some of us weren't all off land, mm-hmm. but uh, for the for those that were, 
Whew, man, I hope they didn't lose all their money with the groceries because you know PG&E ain't going to be reimbursing them. It was a cover-your-ass type deal, and then California. State. It happened so unexpectedly too. It wasn't like well, a week, a week, a week or a week and a half long. It was like it was like the. It was, was like, hey, we, hey, well, Monday, I remember we, we did that work. We got a report that there might be one on Wednesday. So it's like you gave us a 48-hour heads up that there was going to be a, a possible power outage, and then there was for about 36 to 48 hours the actual power outage. So it was just like, again, I don't like to get super political, but, you know, maybe if California didn't have all these fucking ticky-tacky taxes and we actually addressed stuff that ma- actually mattered, like making sure that the entire state didn't go up in flames. And I don't know, maybe PG&E takes some of those billions of dollars at the rack. And I think they come in with like $11 billion a year, man. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Maybe take $1 billion and invest it in throwing power lines underground or, you know, putting equipment somewhere where it won't, you know, spark shit up. Because, you know, like I like living here. And if you want me to keep living here and keep paying that bill, maybe you take care of, of me so that way I don't have to be, like, forced to move away. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Good but, idea. All right. Can you get the Zeta, please? Zeta. I'm going to give my Zeta. We're going to keep it in baseball. And we're going to keep the Zeta. And uh, who? Oh, fuck, I forgot it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. No, no, no. I got it. 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 It was uh, Braves. Uh, Braves. They're my dark horse, man. Ten runs in the first inning in game five. Uh, Oof. Oof. If I was in the fans, if I was a fan, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> it was, it's was. it been a rough week for Georgia fans. We'll get to the why it's, why it's been even more rough later on. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a very, very rough go of it if you are a, a fan of an Atlanta team. So the Alpha Beta Zeta, the Washington Nationals, uh, PG&E California, and the Atlanta Braves. So there you go. All right, Flan, it is now time to recap week six of the NFL season with some uh, – Hashtag hysteria. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria. Uh, shit, Flan, it's week six of the NFL season. Uh, it's all but come and gone. We just have the Monday night game tomorrow, which we will overanalyze on Wednesday whenever that happens. So uh, let's get things started off with first. Hashtag and still, the New England Patriots are still undefeated. A 35-14 to win over the New York Giants on Thursday. Daniel Jones looked pretty freaking pedestrian, man. So did Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's slowly starting to look a little older, but Daniel Jones, 15 to 31, 160. He's also playing. He's a rookie playing like the best defense. Well, that's what I'm saying. After I read the stat line, I was going to explain that, you know, 31 pass attempts right there, and they only got off, what is this, uh, 16 rushes, and he had 31 passes. So what Belichick did was he loaded the box and took away the run game and just forced him to beat him on the outside against those pretty talented corners, and he could not do it. 15 to 31 for 161 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Do we still like Daniel Jones, though? I do. I, I mean, I, again, it was the Patriots, yeah, and they really haven't really been tested this entire year except for the Bills. That's kind of wild, but, yeah. I, just like the, well, I like the way he carries himself. He seems like he, he'll uh, – he seems like a smart enough kid to he'll figure it out. Yeah. But we'll see. All right, Flan. I got next up, hashtag pink slips, and that's because I think Cam Newton's going to be getting a pink slip, and I also think Jameis Winston's going to be getting a pink slip. Kyle Allen, 20-32, 227 yards and two touchdowns. By the way, shout out to your rule that you made where you get four extra points if you get 400 yards passing because I got an extra four points from James Winston on my – even though I was getting smoked, I would have only had 12 points for James Winston fantasy, but I got 16 because you added the four-point. I forgot that I left that little rule in there. 
But anyway, he's still trash. Got right at four hundred. And he's probably and he's probably gonna and he's probably gonna get fired. But uh, at this point, if I'm the Panthers, I'm I'm gonna stay with Kyle Allen even if, even if even if Cam comes back and Christian McCaffrey, twenty two carries. He also had four catches, so he gets it done all around. We know the offense runs through him, but Kyle Allen being the one to at least navigate it, steer it. You know, McCaffrey's the engine. But and then Jameis Winston, thirty of fifty four for four hundred yards. He had the touchdown, but five picks, five picks, Flynn. He from the get go, you just knew he wasn't going to be it. Just they, you just feel like from the moment he got drafted, yeah, just fake leadership and everything. It yeah, just never like it. seemed the right guy. All right, moving on. Hashtag gutta because that was the Washington R words versus the Miami Dolphins. Okay, this was a game between two teams that did not want to win whatsoever, and the Dolphins they fought back. And conspiracy theory, I think Kenyon Drake dropped that two point conversion on purpose. Granted, it was a terrible play design, but losing 17-16 to 16 at home... Ever since I drafted Kenyon Drake last year, I absolutely don't like the guy. You don't trust him? Never. Can't, can't trust him it's as far as you similar, throw him. It's similar to Joe Mixon. Can't trust him as far as you throw him. It's where it was Joe Mixon. <laughs> I thought it was Bush League, though, that they took... Well, not really, because then Fitzpatrick brought him back. But Josh Rosen, 15-25, 85 yards and two picks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 12-18 of 18 for 132 yards and one <laughs> touchdown. Doing Quarterback by committee. When, when, yeah, right. That's well. When Fitzpatrick has absolutely nothing to lose, that's when he's at his very best. So it really doesn't surprise me that he had a game like this. But the congratulations to the Dolphins. You're still zero and six. You're now zero and six. They're probably gonna draft two and then trade Rosen somewhere else. You are one game closer. That's so unfair to Josh Rosen though, because I still believe in this guy. It's just he's unfortunately he's got the shit under the stick. Think of it. Last year in Arizona, and then this year in Miami, he's gotten two programs or two franchises that have decided to just tank it for a year and try and get the next quarterback that they really feel like they can, they can do. And it's just like that's unfair for this guy because he's definitely capable. He just needs, you know, he could, I feel like I don't know what kind of comp I'd give him, but, like, put Josh Rosen on the Indianapolis Colts, and I bet you the Colts still have the same record. And that's no disrespect to, uh, to Jacoby Brissett. I just think Josh Rosen could be that good, you know? Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Uh, hashtag holy shit because did you see the Pope today? Uh, yeah. Tweeted out the hashtag Saints and then Florida Lee came up for the uh, for the actual Saints over here. So the actual Saints, but the New Orleans Saints won 13 to six over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater 24 36 240 yards and one touchdown. Gardner Minshew had a rough go of it 14 14 to 2963 yards and an interception. I still believe in Minshew. It's just they ran into a really hot team right here in, in New Orleans. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What about I, what? What, uh, what is the schlong? By the way, I saw Stay. He is uh, currently four zero against the spread. Who's schlong? Some of the Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah, the schlong. Who's the schlong? Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, okay, I didn't know about. I didn't know that was his nickname. Because he's a massive schlong. Is that really why? There's a picture they had, they put on Barstool Sports Advisors, and it's literally like an absolute like a tube down his I, leg. <laughs> this just in. I'll, I'm gonna find the picture for you right now. Big Dick Teddy. There you I'm go. I'm going to find this for you. I'm all right. It's no, no, you're not all right. It's kind of weird, though, because he wears gloves to grip the football, so maybe it's an opti- you know, optical illusion there. You know, Maybe it was like a cell phone in his pocket that helped add it on a couple. Here. Why are we talking about this? I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, absolute hog. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. It's uh, actually what an appropriate, what an appropriate, <laughs> appropriate transition. Hashtag eye roll because that's what I was doing when I was watching this game on the red zone between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Andy Dalton's so bad. He got the one rushing touchdown, but he threw a pick. 
in Lamar I'm, Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to jump on the uh, little overrated train for the Baltimore Ravens. They're four and two, but it's a sneaky four and two, right? Yeah. Like, what do you? Uh, I don't know what you're supposed to be. <laughs> Your quarterback runs for 152 yards. Shout out to fantasy because he got me a lot of points. Yeah, today. well, you beat the Dolphins, you beat the Cardinals, you lost, you lost to the Chiefs, you lost to the Browns, you beat the Bengals, and you barely beat the Steelers. Okay, so I'm saying this is, yeah, this is a suspect team right here in the in the Baltimore. What does it say about the Steelers though? What do you mean? They lost the. Ravens. Let's say about the Steelers. They lost. They also lost to the Niners by via a turnover in late late game situations where they had the game what appeared to be the game in hand or or on the path to victory, and then they literally fumbled the game away twice. So that's where you know those two games they're in it. The defense is keeping them in it. So, but we're not we're not, we're not there. Don't worry, we'll get there. Don't, don't you worry. So yeah, that was. Oh, my, I'm worried. My eye roll is that these Ravens are fraudulent. Okay, but we'll we'll get to that. But Lamar Jackson, keep doing what you're doing, man. Oh, what what did he do? Okay, got me a lot of points. Twenty-one to thirty-three for two hundred thirty-six yards. He had nineteen carries for one hundred fifty-two yards and a touchdown. Okay, so yeah, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> what Lamar Jackson does. So I don't know if that's that going to be sustainable. I just feel like no, this guy's going to get cracked one time and it's going to change everything. I'm just waiting on the big hit, the deep leader. Somebody's going to get suspended for it, but it's going to happen. Somebody's going to hit that fool so hard when they when he comes out of the pocket. It's going to happen. All right, moving on. Hashtag poop soup because that's what the Browns are eating on right now. We <laughs> had uh, the Seattle Seahawks win 32-28 to over the Cleveland Browns. Russell, Russell Wilson, 23-33, 295 yards and two touchdowns. Chris Carson, 24 carries, 124 yards and a touchdown. And then Baker Mayfield just had a rough go of it, 22-37, 249 yards. Somebody made a good point. A touchdown and three picks. What they're missing is a uh – a head coach that's not really like a like a pushover. I think Freddie Kitchens might be a little bit of a pushover. Kind of a big bitch. Yeah, no, just like but like they had Greg Williams. Great, like he like keep everyone accountable. I feel yeah, like there's not much accountability hits on the other team. So well, yeah. I know, but it's just it's just there's more. I think there's more accountability when he was head coach than it, the Freddie running Kitchens. game has not been the problem with the Browns. Man, no. twenty carries for uh, 122 yards and two touchdowns for Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick passing Chubb, game. He averaged 6.1 yards. Even Baker had four carries, 35 for a touchdown. It's really Baker just in the passing game, and you have the op- the weapons that you have with. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Antonio this Callaway. Is, I think this is like a second like, game of over 100 yards this year, Beckham. Yeah, but, I mean, like, what? It's, I, I mean, the media hyped up the Browns real, real hard this summer, and I knew that that was They were last gonna, year's Niners. I knew that that was not going to be what they, what, what, that the hype was not going to be, they were not going to be, to be able to back up the hype is what I'm trying to say. Jesus Christ, I'm looking at the other scores, I'm sorry. Um, and I just I want to be as nice as I am to the or as I can be to the Browns right now because you lost losers so and we are in you know we're now tied for second in the AFC North with those losers so one team is trending up and one team is trending down that's all I can say all right moving along I have hashtag WTF because uh, what the fuck man the Vikings 38 to 20 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles Kirk Cousins actually played good against a good opponent. 22 of 29, 333 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. He had uh, Stephon Diggs, seven, seven catches, 167 yards and three tutties. Adam Thielen, six receptions, 57 yards and a tutty. I mean, and then you go over to the Eagles. They just, I don't <laughs> Carson Wentz, man, 26 of 40 for 306 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. It just, he puts up numbers, but it just feels so pedestrian. Like, I don't know what to expect with the Eagles, man. They're three and three now. I mean, it seems like the, in that division it's going to be nine and seven is going to win it. I saw a tweet, though, that said that under Doug Peterson, the Eagles, like their best start through six games in the regular season has been four and two, 
And the years that they started off sub 500 or at 500, they went on a deep playoff run or some shit like that. Like they're the, basically so history says that they're not totally fucked. But right now, I'm just kind of looking at them, just like you don't. You got what's up? you got Alshon Jeffrey, and then oh yeah, they got Ertz too. Yeah, a lot of good he did for me today. No, no, I didn't do too well for what you mean too. Same with Jordan Howard too. I was I was really heavily invested. I thought the Eagles were gonna go in there and take care of business, but they did not. So, all right, uh, hashtag. Real deal, and that is because I think Deshaun Watson is official, like proving himself mm-hmm. as the real deal. He had two picks today. I know I said it sounds kind of uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I lost it, so it doesn't matter. But uh, so 30 of 42, 280 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. Not the greatest stat line from Deshaun Watson, but still able to lead his team to victory. Uh, with the 10 carries for 42 yards and two rushing touchdowns as well. Pat Mahomes didn't have a bad game, per se. 19-35, 273 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. But it's just like... They don't seem to have a running game anymore. Yeah, what happened to it, you know? I think Kareem Hunt happened. <laughs> no, because Damian Williams was doing it for a little bit, too. And I think they're going too heavy with LaShawn McCoy. And he just might be a little burnt, you know? Wasn't Kareem Hunt their thing last year? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to move on. So you got to find somebody to replace the running game. You can't be so one-dimensional like that. Otherwise, you get figured out real quick. And I mean, like even that was a that was a Carlos Hyde revenge game right there, twenty six carries, one hundred sixteen yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, played well. All right, moving on to the next game, hashtag frauds because it, the Cardinals won thirty four to thirty three over the Falcons, but it doesn't matter. This is this was a team, this was a matchup between a one three and one, and a one uh, a one and four team. So. Matt Ryan, 30-36, 356 yards, four touchdowns. Again, against the Cardinals' defense. Kyler Murray, 27-37, 340 yards, three touchdowns. Again, against the Falcons' defense. So, I mean, this is a game where it was just like, you know, this uh, this was a step up between Miami and the uh, R-Words. All right, that's what this game was. This was the afternoon version of that game, and it just happened to be a little bit more entertaining with some more points. Uh, um, what's his name? It's got to be fired, right? Who? Uh, Falcons head coach. Oh, Dan Quinn? Yeah. Or whatever his name is? Yeah, I think he's got... Cause if he I think you're a defensive th- coordinator, too, and you, your defense is this bad... He took over the defense, man, and it's and it hasn't gotten any better. It's not looking good at all, to be completely honest. All right. And also the fact that he just shanked an extra point. Yeah, Matt Bryant, because you have a 50-year-old kicker running out there. All right, Flan, I'm going to let you gloat on this one. Hashtag striking gold. The 49ers won 20-7 to over the Los Angeles Rams. i got to be completely honest. I thought the Rams were going to be able to take care of business at home. But no Todd Gurley. Uh, has the league figured out Sean McVay? Uh, I'm not, I don't know if they figured out. I think they figured out Jared Goff. Yeah. I think that's more of the thing. I think he was exposed in the Super Bowl. It's the, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wasn't watching that game too heavily. Um, he Jared Goff was bad. But uh, so it was inaccurate. So, so all was Jimmy G. But you know, the first time he Jimmy G was Jimmy G was, was he was manageable. He, Goff was not. I think this was the first time Goff was held to under 150 yards or something like that in his career, or under 100 yards in his career, some metric like that. So he played like he played like poop. They don't have a running game really. Uh, it's you know they had to go trickery with the Robert Woods score there, and it's. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I didn't watch. Like I said, I didn't watch much of the game. But if most defenses aren't just showing Jared Goff the original one look at you know at up until the 15 seconds, then once they realize McVay's out of his ear, then they switch. They might shift it a little bit. Like that was the most damning report to ever come out about Jared Goff was mm-hmm. the fact that he's getting babysat 
all the way through. The- well, they had they had McVeigh mic'd up for a game. They literally, I remember watching it. He's literally telling Goff like, "If this corner does this, do this," and like, or the safety does this, do this. Like, what? Yeah, it's just like Jesus Christ, McVeigh. You should be out there playing yourself. Seriously. Jeez, probably doesn't have the arm strength to do it. But yeah, I think I think um, I like the way the Niners played. I think I still. I would like to see Jimmy have a better game. I would feel a lot more confident. I, I still don't have the confidence when he throws the ball. I feel more confident when they run it. Hmm. It's, a, it's a quarterback that you pay like nearly $30 million. You don't feel comfortable when he throws the ball. <laughs> like, I have no control over that. I know, but I'm just saying it's just kind of a funny thing to realize. You know, like that's your franchise quarterback, and you're saying you don't feel well, comfortable it's a, when but he throws here's the, the ball. Here's the thing that pisses me off. People make that. It's, like, it's like who else would they have gotten in that offseason? I'd have to have seen the list of quarterbacks. I don't recall exactly from – they had so many needs going into that offseason that it's like, okay, if we don't – and we just trade a second overall. We just second second yeah, round yeah, pick yeah. for it. And it seemed like a desperation. And if you, But if you don't sign with that that like that much money, he's going to walk. He's like, he's like cause he knows he can get somewhere else. Yeah. Some some team like the Miami Dolphins would have paid him that much money. Well, and, and you want to compare yourself to an organization like the Dolphins right now? Like, I mean – No, I'm just saying back then, like, if you didn't sign him, somebody else was. Yeah. Okay. You don't think so? No, I mean, I, I definitely think he would have gotten signed. I just don't know if he would have gotten signed for that much. I feel like I think was, he would. I think that that's, that's how much the market was. And the whole the market was demanding value thing. He played in four games. Or he he also, four yeah, games. people would I leverage the whole the whole Belichick thing, too, behind Brady and everything. And then I'm not leveraging how the much, Belichick how much, thing. How I'm much did, how much did four games, or not even four games, before he got he got signed to, a like, a... Thirty million dollar contract a year, you know. Year. But the, the, my thing, my thing is they, they, that's what they kind of like they had to do. And if he, they, if they didn't give him that much, he's gonna walk somewhere else. And you already gave a second round pick for him, and who else would you have gotten besides him? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't have the list of quarterbacks in front of me. Otherwise, I make an argument for you. But who else? Actually, let me Google that real quick. When, when did he sign? So what? Cousins got was Cousins that off season? Aging quarterbacks. What year was that that he signed? That was going into the 2018 season. So 2017. And I think Kirk Cousins got more than Garoppolo, right? Okay, here you go. So these were the quarterbacks that were available. Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo, Jay Cutler, Mike Lennon, Colin Kaepernick, RG3, Brock Osweiler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Geno Smith, Nick Foles. Matt Barkley, Case Keenum, Blaine Gabbert, Vince Young, Johnny Manziel. Vince Young. <laughs> Jeez. Johnny Manziel and Josh McCown. Oh, we have more. Okay. Josh Freeman, Chase Daniel. Freeman? Yeah. They last played like in 2013. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand the argument for – for signing him over these guys, like there's only probably like two or three out of those. And that him Terry is ACL sure didn't help either. No, at least he got paid. So, all right, moving on. Next game, hashtag Titan down. Mm. Titans got shut out against the Broncos. Oof. Marcus Martin a seven of eighteen for sixty-three yards at two interceptions. He got benched. Ryan Tannehill came out. We thought Ryan Tannehill was the second best backup in the league behind Teddy Bridgewater. 13 to 16, 144 yards and an interception. Meanwhile, Joe Flacco, 18 to 28, 177 yards and a pick. So, yeah, Philip Lindsay doing his best to try and keep me in my fantasy game, but uh, 
that was all for nothing, but I still appreciate the effort. So I don't know what to say about the Tennessee Titans. Two and four, the Broncos are two and four. It just seems like it's two irrelevant teams that just happen to play on this Sunday. Is that safe? Do you have any hot takes about either one of the Titans or the no. Broncos? Nothing on Mariota? Dump him. Just cut him. He's done. It's over. He's in his last year of his contract, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. That experiment. Does, that doesn't. That, that, what a terrible draft class that was. That experiment is or done. Or at least those two. Winston yeah, just and those initial first two that get hyped. It just shows you that just because you trend up at that time doesn't mean you're actually necessarily a good, you know, player. All right. Moving on. Hashtag J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets won 24-22 over the Dallas Cowboys, who have now lost three games in a row. Dak Prescott, 28-40 for 277 yards. Zeke, 28 carries. That's a lot, man. 105 yards for uh, in a touchdown. And then on the other side, the Jets, Sam Donald returning from the uh, kissing disease, uh, 23 of 32 for 338 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Le'Veon Bell, who I've been very critical of this year, 14 carries for 50 yards and a, and a touchdown. And then he also had uh, one reception for three yards there. At least he's not good. At least he's not going back. He isn't. I think the thing with Bell that I like more than Antonio, he has, like, no hard feelings to the Steelers organization. Uh, absolutely not. He was, oh, geez, Dion. He was just trying to get paid. He just wanted financial security and to get paid, and that's all. And where I think A.B. just totally went off the deep end there. Robbie Anderson also five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. We might hear about him a little bit later in an upcoming segment. But uh, Amari Cooper getting hurt. That one helped. One catch for three yards. Like, thanks, dude. That I love that. <laughs> that really helped out my fantasy team. Get well soon because I'm going to need you back. All right, and then the last game of the week, hashtag Steal Alive. You see what I did there? Yeah. Steal Alive, baby. 24-17 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football for my Pittsburgh Steelers. Devlin Hodges, 15-20 for 132 yards, a touchdown and interception. Not too bad, not too bad. This was the game where Benny Snell got to shine. I liked it. 17 carries for 75 yards. He was averaging about just under 4.5 yards a carry. I really liked that, man. James Conner leading the way with seven seven catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Really, uh, Hodges leaned on him heavily. Juju only one catch for seven yards. So, need to find a way for those two to, to link up there. But the defense played well throughout the first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, Phillip Rivers decided, hey, I'm going to try and come back. And then eventually, uh, eventually that got put down. But 26 of 44, 320 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks for Phillip Rivers. Melvin Gordon, eight carries for 18 yards. Yikes. Yikes. That that holdout was not good for him. He, he was never – he never really came across as a guy that was just like – had a high – he always got a lot, of t- a lot of TDs, but he never seemed like a guy that would get a lot of yards. And Hunter Henry, eight catches, 100 yards with two touchdowns. Don't. But – but sorry, oh, that's right, your fantasy team. But with you know, with uh, Melvin Gordon, he does he does score touchdowns. I don't think he gets the yards necessarily. He was like a three point five yards per carry guy. Yeah, for about like sixty yards though, but yeah. like two tutties. Like yeah, yeah, like fifteen carries, sixty yards. Philip Rivers will throw the ball for ninety seven yards, and then Melvin Gordon goes and yeah. punches it in for the last part. Yeah. So, all I'm saying is that the the Pittsburgh Steelers still alive, tied for second now in the AFC North, a very weak AFC North with fraudulent ass Baltimore at the top at four and two. And then you have Cleveland and Pittsburgh tied at two and four, and then I believe the Bengals are one and five, sitting there at the very bottom. So, actually, let me check to see what the Bengals' record is. This is no, zero and six. So they're still two games separating uh, them from the cellar. So I'm liking what I see here. And the Browns next week 
Let's get a little excited for a potential Browns loss as they take on the... Oh, I think they have a bye. But then they they play the Patriots and then the Broncos and then the Bills before they play the Steelers again. Things could spiral out of control for the Cleveland Browns. And it's going to be very exciting to watch. That's what I could say there. All right, so that'll do it for Hashtag Hysteria. Now it is time for the Fantasy Football Forecast. No Mateo, but no problem. We're still going to carry on this fantasy football forecast here. So the, uh, the way this works, Flan, you know, four downs. First down's the fantasy studs. Second down, the fantasy duds. Third down is who got hurt. And then the fourth down is who you should be looking to pick up on waivers to improve your team. That's always a key down for you. That's always a key down for you. <laughs> so take the quick little slide at Flan. All right, first off, let's start off on first down with the fantasy studs. Stefan Diggs, seven catches. 167 yards, three touchdowns. He averaged for most leagues about 42 fantasy points. Nice. Big, big week for Stefan Diggs, especially after he said that he didn't want to be there anymore, wink, or that he always wanted to be there, wink. So whatever that was. And then another stud was Mike Evans, nine catches for 96 yards, so averaged about 18.5 fantasy points. So uh, Mike Evans had a nice week despite Jameis Winston determination. De Jameis Winston's determination to throw the ball to the other team. Um, another player here Terry McLa Terry McLaren four receptions 100 100 yards and two touchdowns he averaged about 26 points in most people's fantasy leagues uh Flan he was where on your team French ah uh, that's the worst because everyone told me to go uh, Will Fuller I absolutely hate that yeah that's uh Will, Will Fuller had the one big game you can't ride him back-to-back -back games that's just you got to know as a Will Fuller fantasy owner yeah, do your homework on him. <laughs> All right, next up we have Adrian Peterson, 118 rushing yards, uh, and then also had two catches for 18 yards. So average about 14 points there. Uh, pretty solid from your running back, especially not putting up a touchdown. As long as the running back gets over 100 yards, that's great. I'm not going to hold it against him for not scoring uh, for not scoring uh, touchdowns, you know. So, And then moving forward, we also have uh, James Conner. From, from tonight, the 16 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown, but also the seven receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. That's huge production that you get from James Conner. That's what they were looking for in the cheaper Le'Veon Bell there, really. And uh, he's not doing it as flashy as Le'Veon did it, but he's still getting the same type of production. And then, of course, we have uh, also Hunter Henry, the eight receptions for 100 yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, again, on Flan's bench. Flan, who in your starting lineup was your stud for this week? Like, who was your primetime performer for your fantasy team? For your league? Yes. Um, I well, believe. The, the, the show's league, yes. Oh, no, that came out a decent day for okay. me. Okay, okay, yeah, not too bad. Uh, luckily, Jeff had this four-point rule with four. When you get 400 yards passing, you get four extra points. So, James Wilson got me 16 points. Thank you. We played for after having team. a pretty crappy day overall. Do you not remember saying that, like, 15 minutes ago? Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just making sure we're talking yeah, about my fancy team. Just gonna drive it home. All Nobody right, cares. I don't want to talk anymore. No, you're nope, good. I'm not, I don't talk anymore. Nope. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> I also had DeAndre Hopkins, who finally had a good game, because I dropped him first overall. He's had like the worst year I've ever had for Dude, a first overall. That pick. production has dropped off so much since week one. All right, second down. Fantasy duds. We start Marcus Mariota. He got benched. Enough said. Mm -hmm. Next up, Baker Mayfield. 249 yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. It's just, I mean, it's it. You don't know what you're gonna get from Baker Mayfield, man. It's tough, all right. Like, and yeah, he, he was able to put up some points, but he also left a lot of points up on the board there for you with the turnovers and whatnot. So it's just you don't want that from your quarterback. Also, Gardner Minshew, 163 yards, 
an interception. So it was about time he had his come down to earth game, right? He had just been, he had been, he wasn't like premier, but he was, he was playing very well. And it was just nice or not nice, but it was like expected that he would have a game where it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta take this one and gas up the tank again because, you know, you're having trouble there. Uh, next up also, I have Joe Mixon. 10 rushing yards, 2 receptions, 29 yards. Uh, so not very much there from Joe Mixon, who you'd expect to be the dual threat, putting up multiple points for you. Uh, also, another dud, O.J. Howard, tight end. The worst tight end I ever drafted in my life. 2 receptions for 35 yards. So good luck there. Uh, if I mean, I don't know. He had the one good day against the Jets, and that's it. I don't know what to say about O.J. Howard. I've tried with him and Cameron Brait before, and I just can't figure out the Tampa Bay tight ends. It's not its nothing to mess around with there. I remember when he had a bad game. I was, looking, I was trying to remember Bruce Arians' offense in uh, Arizona, and they had no – I remember that, like, their tight ends were just non-existent back then. So you think this is an Arians thing where he just he, – he's a quarterback whisperer, but not at remember, the expense of a tight end. I don't remember them having any – Tight ends back in the not really no tight end presence, huh? Back in Arizona, they had Larry Fitzgerald, Is it like Ricky Seals Jones or something like that. I feel like that's a name. Yeah, that but they always like used to, they always used one with uh, Johnson and uh, Larry Fitzgerald all the time. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Kenyon Drake, 40 rush yards, six receptions, 30 yards. I mean, a decent, decent performance. But it's just like if you're gonna, if Kenyon Drake, even if he was your flex play, like you'd still want a little bit more out of him, you know. Uh, the, the PPR here is really what saved him with the six receptions because you get a good point for the reception right there too. But no touchdowns. He doesn't do it. I mean, I'm, if if I had Kenyon Drake, I would drop him. I would 100% drop him. I'd drop him like he dropped that game-winning two-point conversion. <laughs> to, that's what I would do. All right, third down, the injuries. The only two I can report on because I took note of them mainly because they were on my fantasy team. He told me if I missed anything else was Josh Gordon and Amari Cooper. Emmanuel so, Sanders also got injured. Emmanuel Sanders, okay, write him down. So, uh, but the other two are both of my one, in, my my wide receiver one and my wide receiver two, Amari Cooper and Josh Gordon. They are hurt, and it's just like, oh no, what am I gonna do? DK Metcalf been silently producing for me on the bench. I'm gonna have to put him in there, and then I I don't know maybe hopefully Deontay Johnson. Well, nope. Next week the Steelers have a bye, so I'm really screwed. I have Marvin Jones Jr., so I think I can go that way. But I'm a little yeah, a little fooked. I gotta start to look for uh, for guys to pick up, and that's what fourth down is for uh, the waivers. So if you want, I'm just saying he's had two good weeks in a row. Maybe he's hitting stride. Roll the dice and pick up Kirk Cousins. The fuck you gotta lose, especially if you're one of those teams that's you know in the bottom of your fantasy football league and like me. you need to shake something up. Pick up Kirk Cousins and throw him in the lineup and see what he does. See if you can get a couple. You like that games out of him, and uh, and ride it back into ride some momentum. Another one would be Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver for the Jets. He's just Sam Darnold's favorite target for whatever reason. So he puts up points whenever Sam Darnold's in. And, oh, son of a bitch, that's who's next here too. <laughs> Sam Darnold's back and he's healthy. So you might want to pick him up if you're looking for a quarterback as well. I'd actually pick up Sam Darnold before I pick up Kirk Cousins. It just happened to be that I wrote down Kirk Cousins' name before I wrote down Sam Darnold. So uh, there, there you go. I, fun fact. Donald was my backup quarterback up until he got mono, and then I dropped him, and I was just like, well, the Patriots, oh, mono. The Patriots schedule is such a breeze. I'll just leave Brady as my starter the entire time, and it's I'm starting to get a little concerned, man. I might have to start looking to pick up a quarterback, so I might be looking to pick up Sam Darnold again. That's all I can say there. Flan, uh, who on your team was the biggest dud? Because I skipped over that in second down. Uh, I'm going to say the, big, the biggest dud for me was uh, Edo Smith ah. because – I didn't get this right, but 
Montgomery and Jacobs both had buys, so I had a uh, <laughs> open spot at running back. <laughs> so I picked up Edo Smith. And he got me two points. Oh no! All right, and then did anybody on your team get hurt? No, nobody got hurt. No, that's nice. Just that's a shitty team. That's plus. Well, that's a plus side that nobody on your shitty team got hurt, right? This is and probably then. the worst you've ever had in fantasy. I'm sorry. I think it's just for the fact that OBJ and Hopkins have just not produced this year. You really thought you were going to get more out of them. A lot you really, more. You really thought you were going to get more out of them. And then, um... I well, had, like, I two weeks back-to-back back with pick the, up the waivers. What, what number are you on waivers? What waiver number do you have? All right, so anyone that's listening to this, this is Jeff's idea of it. Um, I am the worst team in the league, and my waiver wire right now is currently 11 out of 12. <laughs> Did you just make a move? It shouldn't be bait. If, you, if was, you make a move, it, it makes resets. More sense. If it, you make a move, it resets the order, so it shuffles you to the back. Once you, the more frequency that you have, the more you get put towards the back should of the it pack. Be if you're the worst, you should be higher. But if the I'm order. not, but let's say this. So let's say out of 12 teams. Okay, so 12 teams. You're you had first priority on the waiver list because you were the worst team. Then you make a selection. You get pushed to the back of the line. Now, if no other 11 teams are making another waiver um, move or transaction, then you're just going to go and make the next one anyway. So You'll jump the, the line. I've done the second most waiver wire transaction. Is pretty much what that's telling me that's right now. That's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. That's very stupid. So it'll reset again. I don't like this league. I don't <laughs> like this league. I don't like it. Well, you've already Venmoed me the money, so <laughs> we're good there. I th that's how waivers works, man. I can't really explain it. Like, geez. It should be if you're the worst team, you should be based on who has like the least amount of points. So I I'll look help. up I'll look up I'll Google search the waivers right now. Like the music's gone, but I'll search waiver rules just because I'm I'm fairly curious myself. I don't feel like I gave that explanation the justice that it deserved. So, all right, I'm in the league. Waiver order. Is there an explanation? No. But see, like, I'm ninth, and I haven't made too many moves, so. Wait a minute. Let's see if there's waiver rules. This is definitely good radio. I'm sorry for... I'm sorry for... Okay, so the waiver order is move to last after claim. That's standard, dude. I didn't touch that. That's standard ESPN operating procedure. No, it's not. Every league I've ever been in ESPN have always had They it. just let the you forever team. make moves. You, if, so you if, forever get first claims on who's ever... No way. If, if you, you're the worst team, you should. Be able, if you need help, you should be able to be in the first order so you can get help so you can compete with the teams that are the bottom. Not if you're just make. What if you're just the worst team that's just making a bunch of moves trying to get better, but the moves all end up being bust, and that's not... You know what I'm saying? Like, you use the worst. You still have the worst team. Like, like if, the, if I have the worst team, like, I don't know, Hunter Henry still, like, just came back from, like... I feel like the one that has the worst team should be able to first up in the world in the list. They could pick them up to help their team compete. Well, did you lose this week? Yeah, I lost. I've lost every week. Well, <laughs> then the waiver order is going to get reshuffled on Tuesday because waiver claims will go in and process and transactions can't be processed until. No, what I'm saying is that so I that's basically what that is. What okay? So I finally figured it out. We've come full circle, and again, I apologize for whoever's listening to this just yelling at the radio, just saying what the fuck, guys. It's you. You were probably number one or number two. You made a move, so you got moved to last after the claim. Who's ever number 12 made a move after you, okay? So who's ever sitting last in the waiver order currently is the one who just made a move after you. Now, on wait, Tuesday, wait, <laughs> so you're 11th out of 12th in the waiver yeah. order, which means that once you made whatever last move you made this week, what was the last move that you made this week? 
Probably to get Eo Smith. Okay. Back. When you picked up Eo Smith, you got pushed back to number twelve in the waiver order. Then somebody else went and made a move after you picked up Eo Smith, so you got bumped I up did, to eleven. I've been I've been eleven out of twelve every day for the last like two weeks. No, it can't be every day, Flan. So the, I the way I text you about James it Winston. Dep- it depends on how what the frequency. Are you picking up a player every Wednesday? Every Wednesday, are you picking up a player? Just about because I have a shitty team. Then that's why you're getting bumped to the back because you're. Of but your no, frequency. no, even even after Monday night, a Tuesday, I'll go on there. I'm 11 out of 12. On Tuesday, on Tuesday, send me a picture of All the right, waiver order. Of the waiver order. I will. Okay. I swear to God, and, I, and I, then, I texted my buddy this. And he's like, "This is that's not that's not right." No, okay, because once because I guarantee after tomorrow night, after tomorrow night on Tuesday, the waiver order will be reset, and if you're still the worst team, you will probably have be one or two in the waiver order. And then once you make whatever move you hastily make on Wednesday, as soon as waivers open up, that's when you get pushed to the back. But didn't I text you like I needed Winston or something like that? And did you get him? I got him. But I was like, I was like, I was like eight out of twelve or something, or nine out of twelve or something like that. Because not everybody's always trying to make a move. I could be sitting number one in the waiver order, but I'm cool with my team. So if I never put in a waiver claim, then it's just gonna go to next person in line. But what I'm saying is, you should like. You're like just say you're the best team. You should never be number so one. So you're getting freaked out. I'm not the best team. I'm one of the best teams. I just lost <laughs> this week though. But no, there's a lot of good teams in the league. But I'm saying is that you're more worried about the optics of the situation of you being in a certain number and waivers. So you have a peace of mind. But you still end up getting the players that you want because of the way the waiver process works. And not everybody's putting in a transaction on a week-to-week basis. This is definitely a conversation that could have been held <laughs> after we could have not hit the record button. But good content there. So. All right, that's the fantasy football forecast. That ran super fucking long. All right, and now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. All right, so no Tim because of, I don't know why Tim actually couldn't join us today, but when I text him, he's like, nope, I'm out tonight. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And I was like, that's cool, man. Take your time. Take your personal time. But this is our stat of the day, courtesy of Tim Brown. Simone Biles won her 25th World Championship medal earlier today, I believe, setting the all-time record for most medals by a gymnast, men's or women's, at a World Championship. So, wow. Congratulations to Simone Biles. Congratulations to Simone Biles. That's fucking amazing. You are, hands down, the greatest gymnast of all time. Forever. Forever and ever. So I, I that's wild, man. And gymnast, gymna, or gymna, gymnastics, Jesus Christ, that's what I'm trying to say. Gymnastics is tough, man. That's oh man, the the core work and just general overall strength you gotta have. Hell of dedication to that shit. All right, I so that was our stat of the day. Thank you, Tim. Uh, moving on to this next, real quick, we just want to touch on this. The new AP Top 25 has come out, and LSU has jumped to number two over Clemson and Ohio State. So Alabama got 31st place votes. votes. Uh, LSU got 12. Clemson got 11. Ohio State got 9. Number 5, Oklahoma. Number 6, Wisconsin. Number 7, Penn State. Number 8, Notre Dame. Number 9, Florida drops two spots after losing to LSU. And then rounding out the top 10 is number 10, Georgia, who drops seven spots after losing to unranked South Carolina. So... And Auburn at 11, Oregon at 12, Utah at 13, Boise State at 14, Texas at 15. That was an interesting. That was an interesting game. The Red River uh, showdown. They don't call it the shootout anymore. The Red River showdown. Did you see Jalen Hurts throw the ball behind his back, or like as he like yeah. eluded a defender? That was like his Heisman moment right there. I saw the tweet for that. 
uh, where are we at? 16, Michigan, number 17, Arizona State, number 18, Baylor, number 19, Southern Methodist University, number 20, Minnesota, 21, Cincinnati, 22, Missouri, 23, Iowa, number 24, App State, Appalachian State. Wow. And number 5, tw- uh, Washington. And then dropping out of this week was uh, Wake Forest, Virginia, Memphis, and Texas A&M. So that is the update on the AP Top 25. Uh, Florida just kind of lives around that 10th ranked team in the nation now it's just it's kind of frustrating but it's like you know it's whatever that's cool number 10 still respectable you're probably playing on a new year's day bowl you're not getting in the playoff but you're definitely playing on a new year's day bowl i want them to get to the playoff but again you know not when you drop games to lsu and you still have to play what, what was their glory days like besides the tebow days what are the other are they, are they really like, it's, the been, it's been like intermittent when they've had success, yeah, right? right? So it's yeah, but like uh, Emmett Smith, and then you know I think that was right around the time that Spurrier was there too. So they yeah they've had they've had their so moments. So like 80s and 90s they were really good. Yeah, off and on, mainly in the 90s. Yeah, and then they then they were really a, a wagon there for a while with uh with Tebow. And 90s was the Florida State like decade, right? They were good too. Yeah, and yeah. then the early aughts was uh, the U. Yeah, and Miami had the '80s. And then it was Miami SC. had Miami really had the '80s, but yeah. And then it was SC, right? Yeah, SC. SC was like the '60s. And then 70s, Alabama yeah. since then. Well, Alabama's just kind of had a tradition, yeah, with Bear Brand. It's it's weird, man. College football is like you could still be a wagon, but lose two games a year. You know what I'm saying? Like you could still be a force to be regular. Like that's what LSU is. Is LSU book them every year? They're gonna lose two or three games, but they're gonna be a, a force to be reckoned with. The and then they'll have that one year. They're like this year. They're just where they go like eleven, well. and, where they go like eleven and one, but they'll disappoint eventually because yeah. it's a coach order on coach team. So, you know, no hate and no disrespect, but he just that's not a that's not a national championship winning coach. Sorry, I don't even know if Dan Mullen is. So I can't talk shit as a Florida Gator fan, right? Because he chose Felipe Franks to be the starting quarterback, and Kyle Trask has looked pretty good ever since Franks got hurt. No, that's no disrespect to Felipe Franks either, because I like Felipe Franks, but, and I think he looked at Felipe Franks and was like, I can make you Dak Prescott, and it's just like. I don't want Dak Prescott. I want a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But All right, so that'll do it for the uh, stat of the day and the quick little update for the AP Top 25. Let's move on to some winners and losers of recent sporting headlines. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers of the recent sporting headlines for this episode of the podcast. Finally got some water, dude. That was a lot of talking before, and I just didn't want to drink into the microphone, so I feel better now. Some ice cold, refreshing water. And we still got this. Can I give you a quick winner that's not part of the sports? It's not sh- Thursday night. Sure. Uh, Rob Gronkowski gave me a little winner, winner, winner. Oh, because of the nut comment? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, the hero we didn't know we needed, but yeah, he gets his nut. Yeah. So thank you, Gronk. All right, first up on the winners-losers, or I guess second up now on the winners-losers list, I have Steeler fans because they took over L.A. Like, they were talking about the Charger game, how it was 75-25. Yeah, that just sucks because the Chargers just – Yeah, the Rams were doing a silent count during the game. What do you mean? Like, instead of, like, they're doing a silent count, that's what they do in the, at road games because you can't hear somebody say. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I was just, like, I was confused for what you were saying for yeah, you. Yeah, silent okay. count. Yeah, that's rough, man. Um, it's just, L.A., man, they only care about winners, and you have to be, like, undefeated well, winners. No, it's not that. I think it's also the fact that they haven't had football there in 20 years, so people already have their own teams they like. So it's like you're trying to build a fan base. Out of nothing. And also, yeah. it's also a place where people move to, so you have a lot of people from outside the area that live there that aren't. 
Yeah, they that aren't necessarily way. Rams fans. They're just going there to see whoever the Rams are playing because yeah. that's their that's their, their team. Yeah. yeah. So and it's like you're only gonna bang the LA teams like if you really bang LA a la YG. <laughs> so you know, and that's only with the Rams. I don't know if he's messing with the Chargers at all, but no, we'll see no when they move. We'll see when they move into their new stadium if That'd they get any sick. fans. But yeah. they're having trouble selling boxes for that, so it's unfortunate. Are they? Yeah. So. Well, I think it's just an absolute disaster. What the Chargers? No, the the new. Uh, the new LA stadium, like they can't, they can't. Well, they'll, they'll fill it, but the like, Rams have sold boxes, so the Rams are good. The Rams have sold season tickets to the, the new Chargers. Stadium. It's can't. the Chargers that are struggling to do it. Yeah, yeah, I just never understood the Chargers move. I don't they, know they why just, they, they they couldn't work it out with the city. The of San Chargers would well, yeah, they couldn't get a new stadium deal with the city of San Diego, and that would, the Chargers. I feel like you could have picked up and moved anywhere. It was the Raiders. You should have put the Chargers in Vegas. It was the it was the Raiders that you should have put in LA. And you should have brought that. Would, yeah, that should have been the team from the because get-go. Because then you would have you would have a solid fan base down there. So the NFL messed that up. I think if they could do it all over again, they'd move the Chargers to San to Las Vegas, and then they would have the Raiders be in uh, in L.A. But or they could just, or they if they yeah, and then they probably could just kept the the Rams in St. Louis. No, you wouldn't have done that. No? no, they wanted them out in L.A. Oh, yeah. So right. they, you thought that they should have split the stadium between the Rams and Raiders? Yeah, but that's the thing is the Chargers had first go of it due to the deal. They had first dibs, and if the Chargers yeah. wanted to pass up on it, then the Raiders would have been able to slide in there and just been like, hey, we'll take this. But instead now Mark Davis is going to be uh, paying for a stadium that he just can't afford on Las Vegas. So it would have been much more fiscally uh, appropriate for him to go in on that Los Angeles stadium. Anyway, all right, moving on. Anthony Davis has a grade one thumb sprain. Oof. I don't even know what the difference between a grade one, grade two, grade three, how how high the grades go. All I know is this isn't good. This isn't good. And LeBron James better hope that his groin stays intact because they're everybody's ready to ride off the Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Like the Warriors aren't going to get stronger as the year goes along, with the who they got returning from injuries and whatnot. So, I mean, it's cool. But hey, pay attention. Let's hold this L though, if you can, because your thumb is sprained. I don't know if it can reach out that far. So, uh, good luck to you, Anthony Davis. You're going to need it because if they're, if they're going to be the wagon that they think they're going to be, they're going to need your help. So well, they're not. They're not really. I don't think that team's very set up for long term either. No, it's definitely a win now, and it's it's your traditional LeBron squad where it's just hey, we're going to have LeBron, we're going to have LeBron like they're, sidekick, they're, and then we're going to have a have bunch a, of guys. If they have a window, it's only like two or three years. Yeah, and like Kuz, the and they're and they're really up. asking Kuzma to step up and be the number three guy there behind AD and LeBron. So, which I think he can do, but then the rest of the roster, you look at it, and it's just like, my goodness, what's up with it? Like, let me pull this up real quick, the Lakers like roster. Have, like, I think with the Warriors going younger, I think their window, I don't so, know, I, mean, I, I think their window got set longer, if that makes sense. Who? The Warriors, with, they got how, with how young they got. You, oh, they, they reset the clock a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm a believer. So, it sounds like you started believing Jordan Poole. Well, I, I believe in the coaching staff. Oh, okay. So you have on this Laker team, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You have Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins, who's hurt. He's out. Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, Costas uh, Antetokounmpo, that's Giannis' brother, JaVale McGee, Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook, and Kentavious, oh, Kentavious, Caldwell Cope, uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Jared Dudley, and then I think on your reserves you have Taylor Horton Tucker, David Stockton, John Stockton, Sonny went Do to the Do they still have a 45-year-old G League player? Demetrius Johnson. No, that guy's gone. Oh, yeah. Darn. So that's it's literally just LeBron, AD, Kyle Kuzma, and a bunch of guys. You know, and I mean that's really disrespectful of Rajon Rondo, but you know we'll see how he does. 
And Dwight Howard. That's better than that's better than most teams he had in uh, Cleveland, though. Yes, this is by far the most talented team he's had, aside from aside the from the Miami teams. teams yeah. But yeah, this is more talented, more talent than he's had than when he was in Cleveland. I'll be interested to see if they blow this team up throughout the All Star break like they did with the one in Cleveland. Yeah, you guys you gotta wonder when you do two straight of trying to blow up. A, like they tried it last year, they didn't do it, but the two straight years of trying to blow up a team. Is this a third? This is a third year, right? Or it was last year's first year. In L.A. Yeah. Yeah, last year's his first year. In LA. Last year's his first year. Okay, so he's got he's got. Theoretically, two more years because the fourth year is his option. It's a player option. I mean, when you in your last year in Cleveland, you literally traded away four or five players and yeah. like like completely just like, like nuke the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Not worth the juice. It's not worth the squeeze there. All right. How about this? Uh, moving on to the National League uh, Championship Series, St. Louis versus Washington. Those Nationals up 2-0. I gotta say, I, I think the, the I feel like the story is just getting ridden for the Nationals to win the whole thing. It's amazing how they lose Bryce Harper and, and they're 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 yeah. it. And they yeah, I feel this is like the perfect this is like the perfect ending to the it's whole story. It's so awesome if they I'm gonna be pulling for them, especially if the Yankees make it through. So, uh, but <laughs> I just hope so because that's gonna be so awesome. Bryce Harper won't care because he'll be able to open up his bank account and say, "Oh, that's right, I'm rich." Well, the thing is that they 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 I feel like when. Harper left. They just filled in his spot with Soto, and I feel Soto was just better numbers. Yeah, but who knew that Juan Soto was going to be like that? You know. Well, he had a, he had a decent rookie year last year. Well, didn't did he? you know that he was going to be the prodigal son no, that I was going to lead the franchise and take but over he, Harper? But, but it's just it's kind of take him farther where Harper could. What was his stats last year? I knew he was batting three hundred at one Juan point last year. Soto. I know he was batting three hundred at one point. I'm not sure if he ended it there though. I'm pulling up these stats right now. The kid's only like 22 years old, isn't he? 20. 20. There you go. Yeah. 292 last year. Yeah, it was raking. Yeah, he... Um, 22 home runs, 70 RBIs, and he did that in 116 games. How fucks with it? Very. Sheesh. But yeah, the fact that they, they, they he basically is a better option, and he's right now he's right now is just financially better. You hear that, Bryce Harper, you bum? All right. Um... Well, it's just, it's, I feel like, I think you said it last time, it's just so hard to live up to that kind of contract. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You you literally have to I hit don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if, a, if Mike Trout can even live up to He would have to hit signed. 300 and hit 40 home runs, steal like 30 bases, you know, some shit like that. Where And then people would just be like, oh, yes, you validated this contract. But it's just going to be like, tough. I don't, yeah, like, I don't even think like Trout can even live, live up to his contract that he signed. Yeah, it's good luck, man. That's a lot of pressure. But once that check clears, that's all that matters, right? You gotta be winning like a World Series like every other year. I feel like. But you have way more control over that as a pitcher. I feel like than you do as a hitter. Yeah. Just the way that, w- especially the way postseason baseball works. Because mm-hmm. a hitter, you've only got so many chances. As a as a pitcher, you're up there facing every batter until you get pulled, right? So. Speaking of which, there was a rumor going around that Garrett Cole would be interested in being a Giant next year. Ooh. Ooh. But who knows if Farhan would actually pay that much money? That's true. Well, I would pay a pitcher that money. Because well, the again, new, the new, system, the new system doesn't pay. Or the new like analytics system doesn't pay pitchers. Uh, they don't want it because they think oh, they only play once every five days. They don't want to cough up that much money. Makes sense. I don't know, man. If you can find a pitcher like that, that's like as dominant, like dominant, you're like, almost guaranteed like twenty-five wins. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that at yeah. all. I'm sorry, I got distracted by the TV. <laughs> Moving on here. Uh, if the ALCS, well, I mean, we'll touch on we'll <laughs> just funny. Yeah, transition. No, the was transition, funny. yeah, but we'll, well, I'll touch upon that comment that you made right there. 
So we've got New York and Houston. Uh, New York's up by one game to nothing right now. And obviously, by the time you hear this, it'll be irrelevant. But uh, top of the 11th, two outs, side 2 2. And I mean, take a look. And this is this is it, right? This is where bats are making a difference with, with the Yankees. They've got bats galore. But I really like the Houston pitching staff. And I feel like over, over a seven game series, pitching is going to is going to be able to outlast. I mean, the hitters will be able to get more looks at these guys, but I still think great pitching beats great hitting every single time. Mm -hmm. Just because if you, I saw I saw a slow-mo video on, that's on how, Twitter that's where how it was the difference between an 80-mile-per-hour slider and a 90-mile-an-hour 90, 90 fastball and just the movement that each pitch took on in the last third of the of the journey there as it's crossing home plate would cross up a hitter. And I feel like if you've got good stuff – don't matter how many times a hitter looks at you, you could fool him. Well, I think it's like similar to the way you look at other sports, where like football, for example, you can win the regular season with offense. When it comes to playoffs, you need you got buckle you, up you a defense. Gotta, yeah. yeah, you can't win without a defense and a running game. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's the same thing. You can't win without a pitching game and defense. Well, geez, should we put the Chiefs on the hot seat now then, because they don't have a running game? That's what I've. I mean, I've always been. I've always been big on Mahomes, but it's like I don't think you're going to beat the Patriots in the AFC this year. Because the pitch, they have they have a defense where they as Kansas City doesn't. And I don't want to. So that's like it's like it's like almost you know, start like trying to do a balancing thing where like okay if Brady can get twenty points can Kansas City even get twenty points? Yeah, well that's it, yeah right because at that point it's like I feel like New England only needs the twenty yeah. one points to win the game. Yeah. Whereas Kansas City's looking at it like hey if we score forty we have a great shot of winning this. But if you have a defense that can stop it then it's like yeah. Ben, but don't break. Well, I was really hoping that this game would end so we'd have a result for you. But, you know, I really want to act like the Astros are going to win, but I don't want to jinx it because there's a pitching change about to happen right now. So we'll just move on. Last up on the winners-losers list, Patrick Marlowe scores two goals in his return to San Jose. So welcome back. Didn't, I know Didn't even know he was gone. This is more – This is <laughs> Jesus, care, just try to care a little bit, Flynn. So this is – I know this is very early for our Sharks coverage because it's not the postseason yet, so we're not necessarily jumping on the, the bandwagon there for The coverage the I get for NHL is whenever Biz Nasty goes on, pardon my take. And, they <laughs> and then it's followed by then, ripping the NBA. Yeah. A minute of ripping the NBA after, yeah, 100%. All right, so, yeah, that'll do it for winners, losers. Um, and uh, well, I think it's time to wrap things up with the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news, that's why. So as we open up the Twitter feeds, Flan, the first thing I see here is Fortnite Season 10 Black Hole Mystery Deepens with Numbers <laughs> Showing on Screens. <laughs> it's a Black Hole. Uh, it's Black Hole Mystery Deepens. That sounds like a movie, an erotic movie. So uh, millions of little kids were hella pissed off today when they were playing Fortnite, and suddenly the game just abruptly ended with a giant black hole emerging, Damn. sucking everything into it. So sucks to suck for those kids, but I never really got into Fortnite to begin with, so I'm I, not. Yeah, have you ever played it? I'm not losing sleep over it. No, but I know the under, I understand the concept of a battle royale. So never really been a big battle royale guy. Battle royale. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I mean, it was. Too cartoony for me, and the same thing goes with uh, PUBG. So, I like more realistic stuff, bro. What can I say? All right, uh, Flan, did you see this? That the NYPD 
Yeah, I saw that. Has reached out to Rolling Loud to remove five acts over public safety concerns. The uh, the letter from the NYPD asked that the Rolling Loud Festival remove rappers 22GZ, Casanova, Pop Smoke, Chef G, and Don Q from the lineup, saying the performers, quote-unquote, have been affiliated with recent acts of violence citywide. I have heard of none of those people aside from Casanova. So, I'm old. Mm. I am old and out of touch. I think I've heard of Casanova. I'm pretty sure I've heard of Casanova. The movie? No, the rapper. Uh, no, don't know who that is. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. All right, uh, Flan, do you have anything for the pop culture update? Um, yeah, there was that Breaking Bad. You're a big Breaking Bad guy, aren't you? I was, but I have not seen it. What was the name of the movie? Uh, El Camino or something yeah. like that? Yeah. All right, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it yet? No, I have to watch the show. I haven't watched the show before. Okay. Actually, I watched the first five episodes, but I could never get, I could, I could never get into the show. Yeah, you just got to buckle up and ride through it. It's a good one. You know, it's a good one. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. How was that? Really good. Although, I have to say, I've been very, very busy. I've only watched five episodes, so I'm still, I have to watch the final. I thought there was only five. There's six a season. Uh, I have to watch the last one. I'll probably do that tonight as I fall asleep. But yeah, each one an hour? Just mad busy. They're about 50 to 58 minutes long around gotcha. there. Yeah. So, the riveting stuff. And the ver- I, and I know, I know my expectations for When's this season. When's their last season? Get, yeah. uh, they've been signed on for the through BBC, which Netflix has the rights through BBC, right? So, they'll have it for at least uh, season six and seven. I know they've been signed on through se- uh, seven seasons, which they'll probably cap it after that because at this point, he's really kind of... They're, he, the family's just really kind of running out of en- enemies to get in trouble with. They've reached all around the world. So now, they're just so. kind of doing it as a money grab now. Well, no, but I mean, you know, like my expectations for season five wasn't that there was going to be anything like totally groundbreaking. If anything, I thought that it was going to kind of chauffeur and 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 uh, kind of guide you into the latter half of the show and get because he went from being an odds maker to now he's got a seat in parliament, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you can only be a gangster for so long doing stuff on the streets like that. Not to mention, you know, no spoilers or anything. People die, you know. So certain, people, certain people die. But, you know, it's just season one was about, uh, you know, taking taking sh- uh, stolen gun or well, I don't want to spoil it all. Taking stolen stuff and flipping it for money and on top of their business, growing their business. You know, season two, they started to become slightly more legit and he's opening up other legit businesses. And then season three and season four, those transition and and they slowly start to take over. And then, of course, season five, he's in Parliament. So I'm interested to see where season six and season seven go. But, um, and, you know, not to mention the different enemies he's, ha- he's had. So there's been the mafia. There's been a domestic. There's been the the royal police. There's been domestic threats of other gangs. There's been there's been uh, the Russians. There's been the the Americans, the mafia. And then this most recent season, it was the Scots. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's only so many more people that they can feud with, so eventually that, that show's going to end. But I didn't mean to turn that into a, uh, a Peaky Blinders spec- speculation. <laughs> Passionate uh, about the Peaky yeah. Blinders. Dude, it's just one of my favorite shows, that's all. You sure. know? I listened to you guys geek, geek out on Game of Thrones for hella long, and I rolled with it. And I picked fun on it because it was, it was ridiculous. Like, because that was like, I don't know. For me, it was like kind of tough to get behind because it's like fantasy like this historical drama, like I could definitely see a family doing this back in the 1920s, like mm-hmm. you know, late 20s, early 30s. Like this seems very plausible. As to, in fact, I'm pretty sure this is how most of those families that are in power now may have gotten their power <laughs> established back in the day. So gotcha. Low, yeah, loose biography. But anything else, Flynn? 
I think I'm good. Are you good? All right. Yeah, I don't have much. I'm I'm tired, man. It's been a lot. Been putting in a lot of hours just with everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And uh, this was the last high school football game that we we're calling for the uh, season. We'll be back for the playoffs, but because the dub, the way the schedule works between the dubs and the debates, that we're gonna get bumped on the radio uh, because gotcha. we have the rights to the dubs. So I'll only be calling playoff games on Saturday nights, which will be nice. But dude, that, and dude. I've been going out like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays for like the past three weeks in a row, dude. I'm fucking tired. I gotta stop that shit. I, gotta, gotta did, uh, short. I thought ninety five point seven has. Uh, Dubs. The game, yeah, but we get the rights through the game, so we oh, basically, okay, gotcha. so we take the game and we spit it out. So, like for example, the game reaches Santa Rosa, the game might not reach Forestville, it might not reach Cloverdale, it might not reach Lower Lake or Middletown, really? and that's where that's where KSRO takes the game feed and they're able to just take it and spread it a little bit farther. So you're gotcha. still technically listening to the game, you're just listening to it through KSRO because gotcha. we're syndicating that broadcast. Gotcha. Yeah. Every time I'm listening to 95.7, I can never, like, it's not a good, like, I don't know what the word for it. It's always, it's always static. Oh, on 95.7? It depends on where you're at. FM signals FM signals are stronger signals that don't spread out as far. AM signals are just, like, a lower a lower strength, but they cover way more. So that's why AM like radio I, is often could, joked I about. I like used to get, I used to get KNBR. I could, it was, like, very staticky, but I could get it up in Chico. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. and you get KMB if you turn it on right now, you get KMBR, but it would be of a very low quality as compared to if you switched over to their FM station, which probably works way better in Petaluma than mm-hmm. it does in Santa Rosa, because again, it depends on where their tower is and where those things broadcast from. Yeah, that's why we have three different dials. We have the AM station, which covers all of Sonoma County and parts of Napa, Lower, you know, those county and Lake County, but then the FM, we have an FM station that's 103.5, which I believe is for North. Like, you know, around the Windsor area and spreads out as far as it can. And then we have the 93 or 94.5, which is for south. And we put that, like, in, like, Sebastopol, Petaluma area to try and keep that, like, strength. Yeah, it's weird how they have a position there. Yeah. But that's a little bit of speculation. I wouldn't say 100% reckless speculation, just a little bit. Because I know, I know generally what I'm talking about. I just don't have the finer details there for you on that exactly. But... Um, yeah, that and just the going out and drinking and doing a lot there. So I haven't been paying for my own drinks though, so that's a plus. Nice. It's one of my favorite tweets of my philosophy, my isms that I've ever put out is that a night of drinking on somebody else's tab is a night of drinking or is a night well spent. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember it. I'm so fucking tired. But all I know is that I'm hoping the Astros get out of this jam and then we can be celebrating them them on Wednesday. Uh, Flan, will you be back on Wednesday? When do you leave for DC? Friday. Oh, so you'll be back on Wednesday. Should be. Okay. And then how long are you in D.C. for? Till Monday. Oh, because you're just enjoying the weekend out there. Yeah. That's right. You're going to go see the Niners play the R-Words. I am. Okay. My cousin got a free, my cousin got free tickets. So she's like, just get out here. And I got you. All right. Hook it up. Is yep. that the Freiling? Yes. Shout out to the Freilings. <laughs> there you go. Shout out. Shout All right. out. That'll do it for us. Uh, I don't have any news or anything. We'll see you on Wednesday. So to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Deuces. Until next. No, you. <laughs> are you? You fucked it up, dude. You really fucked it up, man. All right. You want to try finish, it one more time? Finish it. Finish it. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Jesus Christ. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. 
Fuck, I don't wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck, it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the gram. I got a tummy chucky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off. Soon as homie come and clock in, I don't go. I get paid, I'm fully locked in, I'm the goal. I don't see no other option, build the more. Cause I'm about to rock my Crocs through the moves. Hey, coming in hot, throwing hell, nigga, you ready or not? Getting a slippery hickory duck and your bitch in my whoop. Cell phone, please don't crash and burn. Hey, to my best concern, hey, she on sale for gold. I guess my ship somehow won't turn. Look where we headed, headed. My chick breaded, my deep fried game Popeyes. Got the key to my self esteem, guess that's why we done locked eyes. Open browser, my shit shell. Gas prices on one dog. I'm gone, so it's fuck y'all. She offline, and it's one star. Offline, and my DMs be buzzing on some slick shit. I'm in town, let's kick it. Her tits fake, she took lift. Uber everywhere, my shit like 20 freaking dollars. Please remind me, sink my vocals, princess. At the tower, that's at the tip of the ice. 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 Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me, on snapping the grin. I got a tummy chucky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get grimmies like a plastic couch. Uh, Y'all try shoot a grouch. Uh, damn, I came up hydro. Uh, Why the try made me sprout? Ooh, I'ma go swerve on Berg. Uh, my sink threes on Bird. Uh, LX might fly coach. Uh, you can get popped like Spurs. Uh, I'm too tall, don't reach my nigga. That's cookie jar before sub. I'ma be next on deck. My code and you look. Uh, stay off boat, you wait, bro. In booth like a tray show. We won't crash and die. Impossible if Captain Saber. That's the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the gram. I got a tummy chucky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off.